Hello everyone and welcome to OT Ladies. This is Sarah. Hi everyone. This is Dana. Welcome to OT Ladies podcast. How are you, Sarah? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Well, we so, have a really interesting topic today. So oh, goodbye yeah. depression and anxiety episode. So we work with a lot of clients, patients that have depression and anxiety, but we're just going to kind of talk about it in a general light, share some personal experiences. So okay. why don't you start us off, Dana? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how to fight depression and anxiety. And as an occupational therapist, uh, we all know that um, when we treat patients, not only we see them for the physical impairment, but also we treat them for any mental impairment as well. And we want to recommend some simple ways or techniques to boost energy and to fight um, depression and anxiety. Um, And then also we want to see what happened in the brain that someone... um, will be diagnosed with a depression or have anxiety. I was reading an article about um, different hormones in the brain that are actually uh, called neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. So some of these neurotransmitters are um, responsible to make uh, changes in our mood. For instance, make us feel happy or make us feel angry or changes the mood from happiness to anger and or bringing us feelings like anxiety and depression so um, these neurotransmitters imbalanced due to you know genetics or even due to life um, events or any stressful events that happen um, in a lifespan, like someone can or might experience these emotions. It could be depression, anxiety, um, anger, or just, you know, um, a series of changes between, you know, any of those emotions. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, can you talk about a little bit briefly about some of these hormones in the brain? Yeah, absolutely. So I was always very interested in neuroanatomy and neuroscience. My bachelor's is actually physiology and neuroscience. So that was kind of my introduction before going to occupational therapy school. So in brief, you know, there's there's two transmitters that really play into regulating mood and happiness. And those are serotonin and dopamine. So, you know, a little bit of imbalance of one or two of those uh, components and neurotransmitters can create different combinations of problems. For example, uh, sometimes the the interplay between the two of those neurotransmitters and the prefrontal cortex can result in aggression. Um, Serotonin hypofunction can be what causes that. So a lot of different things can can come into play there at a cognitive level as well. So in generally, positive mood is mediated by dopamine while negative moods are mediated by serotonin. Right, right, exactly. That's how I remember during the college days to <laughs> memorize these two important hormones mm-hmm. in the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was kind of like, again, uh, reading some articles and uh, briefly these hormones, again, as you mentioned, serotonin is kind of like a mood stabilizer and um, it can be sensitive to diet and what people eat. Um, dopamine is um, also a hormone that um, can be released during activities that give that pleasure to the human beings. Um, 
Oxytocin is another hormone that they say it's a love hormone that when people are in love or, you know, during the intercourse, they can, it can be produced in the body and then can bring joy and happiness. And then endorphin is also um, another hormone that usually with any physical activity or any changes in the heart rate that can be produced in the body uh, that can make people feel like less pain if they're going through like some soreness or pain. So it's kind of like called a painkiller hormone. Mm -hmm. So that being said, um, Sarah and I, we came up with actually about like 11, 12 techniques to or just maybe like recommendation to fight depression and anxiety or just like those bad feelings mm -hmm. so sarah um I, I guess i want to start with the first one so and sure so okay. exercise is very important in terms of mood and you know more than just the physiology and the, the cardiovascular and pulmonary health but, you know, when we exercise for, you know, at least 30 minutes a day, you know, we release endorphins and those can work as painkillers. They can work for people, you know, light exercise, light weight activities have been proven to decrease pain in, in chronic conditions like uh, fibromyalgia and, you know, others that, you know, people typically suffer from and, and even the fatigue aspect can be improved. So that can definitely make your mood better as well. So, you know, there's simple ways to exercise, you know, whether it's at the gym, you know, you could follow guides, you could, you know, look towards a trainer, you could focus on what I recommend and I do in my life is a combination of, you know, cardiovascular, aerobic, anaerobic exercise so that the weight and the, and the cardio can help you know you can do it at home you can get things like that but I think that a key for me to be always exercising is consistency in my schedule and and therefore I'm able to maintain that five days a week absolutely absolutely yeah. as um we know that you're a lifter so mm -hmm. you do bodybuilding is mm -hmm. that correct I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. And are you still continuing doing it or do you just do whenever you have time? My key is I every morning before work, I'm up very early, probably like 4.30, 4.45 in the morning. And then I I work out for about an hour or so. Then I get ready for work. I, I go to work and I come home. And when I come home, you know, I eat dinner. I have my routine, but I do it that way so that I'm always motivated to go. It's like part of my routine. Um, and it definitely does help my mood and my everything throughout the day. And by the end of the week, I feel better than the days I, I didn't work out before. So Of course, of course. And um, yes, as you said, exercise is very important. And there's a simple way to just make, make sure it happens during, you know, the day. And people who have um, children, maybe they can just find a way or I've seen videos that people do, um, I don't know, like a chest press by kind of like lifting their child mm -hmm. while they're laying down on the floor. Or even if you're home with your kids, just going up and down stairs or just walking around your house, um, going from, you know, one room to the other room. It's just, you know, that can count towards your calories and then how much you're burning um also i want to say that exercise is a road map to a fuller life so it's important to make sure we just include even 10 minutes of our day um doing exercises to increase our heart rate 
I got a certification working with the Parkinson's um, disease or one of these exercises that they do with that type of a group is just making sure we increase their heart rate to anything above like 70. Uh, studies show that it will produce more of a good hormone, which is a dopamine with that kind of a you know population so that's how mm -hmm. doing exercise or physical activity is important going to our number two dancing well i guess dancing is part of you know exercise too mm -hmm. but anything that you can do in front of your tv at home do just some moves if if you're interested in some you know different type of a dances or moves just do it Mm -hmm. And sometimes, um, too, you know, I've never been a classes person at the gym, but a lot of people love going to the different classes like, you know, Zumba and all that stuff because it's not only like maybe they're dancing, but there's also like a social component where someone is out there interacting with people, you know, especially, you know, elderly people that are retired and that's that becomes a social avenue. So you can always combine, you know, the activity with the social aspect. Exactly. It's not only for the physical activity part of it. It's just socializing. And again, if you're just at home and want to just make yourself accountable to doing it, what if you just like record yourself dancing and then send that video <laughs> to the partners that are accountable or keeping you accountable to do you know dancing mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's another way of you know um saying goodbye to depression and anxiety as um i the other day actually i woke up and then um, me and my boyfriend we were just doing not a challenge but we were like okay if we're getting up early in the morning let's just dance record and then send it to each other <laughs> and then I did with like one of my happy musics I had and then he did it like with one of the musics and that was funny that you know we were just like trying to keep each other accountable uh-huh so yeah so what is number three Sarah so if you like music like I do you know you can listen to songs that you know happy songs that you really enjoy to listen to or a playlist just something fun you know music is a therapy in itself so music can definitely be a great avenue for people to reduce their anxiety and depression and just feel better you know meditation biofeedback so many unique ways we can apply music of course i can't wait until we talk about our uh, music episode music therapy episode and yeah, so we can have um, 10 or whatever, you know, how many lists we can make out of, you know, the, the internet or YouTube and 10 musics on a list. And then every single morning we can wake up to it or listen to it and just, just simply try to change that mood to a happy hormone. Like, you know, something like happier instead of feeling like anxious in the morning. So our number four, if you have any pets, as you guys know, I'm a pet lover. Like I love animals. <laughs> so if you have a dog, just take or any type of a pet that you can take outside, just take your dog for a walk and then just play ball with the dog or take the, the dog to the hike, even a short, like maybe five, ten minutes to just like a hiking trail and then try to maybe if you can do some running with the dog or if you're home with your other type of pets, maybe you can just start doing grooming the pet yourself instead of taking the pet outside to do the grooming or just it's important to spend some quality time with the pet and believe me, it will change the mood 
Also, if you don't have any pets like dogs or cats or fish, maybe you can just go to a park and then just feed birds. So in terms of media, at least for me, I try to look at the news like online and like Reddit, stuff like that, kind of just look at the snippets, but avoid too much, you know, media. And for me, like usually it's the, the television medias that I've just never really cared to watch just because it's like the same thing over and over again at certain and definitely like in the morning or right when you go to bed. I'm just kind of avoiding that. It works for me. And this might not be true for everybody. Some people might enjoy, you know, the media and listening to everything and not really find it stressful. But I do. So I I limit it. But then at the same time, it's important to, for me to be educated and know what's going on. It's just all about the timing that I that I look at it. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Some people might find it very helpful to watch news or even read newspapers the first thing in the morning when they wake up. But for other group of people, I'm, I guess, the second type of, you know, in the second group. Like, I don't want it to wake up to media and, you know, newspapers in the morning mm-hmm. when I'm having my coffee. So if you're like me, and maybe, Sarah, you're the same way, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like us, just avoid, um, just try to avoid media or it could be even just going to the Facebook early in the morning or... <laughs> to you know other other social media just try to avoid it in the morning and then just go through your day you know your mood can change quickly by you know social media maybe you can just avoid it in the morning that's true and there's definitely several studies out there they're starting to show that people that use social media frequently get more depression and or anxiety from it because they're kind of watching everyone else's life and maybe there's some comparisons going on there i don't know specifically i don't have a study in front of me but i've read things here and there have you kind of read that too donna that it can be a dangerous thing i i agree with you Mm -hmm. so our number six is reading motivational and spiritual books for people who love self-improvement or spiritual books there's so many out there online or kindle or just you know a traditional way of just having it in hand or even just bible you know or any other religious books that they believe it can really be helpful to just you know calm down or taking the mind away from anything or everything's going out out there or just watching improv um, also is helpful or there's so many relaxing shows depends on um, what you uh, listeners uh, prefer to watch or listen to that can you know take the mind off of stressful events so mm-hmm. what do you think Sarah about that yeah absolutely good and um, everyone has their own little like I feel like different numbers might pertain more to different people the same as as us going down the list you know we're kind of listing everything but I think that you probably would agree Dana there's some things that you will go to for you know de-stressing or whatever your issue might be over other things exactly yeah yeah so to kind of continue on that positive note uh So positive affirmations, uh, meditation, yoga, prayer, if you're religious, 
um, at certain times can can be crucial you know whether it's when you first get up or at bedtime so you kind of have these things in your mind you know positive thoughts and that can help with sleep that can also improve your mood overall so you know it's not just focused on mood that has a lot of other positive effects you know I was uh, with my my friend on her business trip to uh, the UK about I don't know four months ago and uh, we were listening to this really neat uh, bedtime story app that it actually reads you like a bedtime story. <laughs> it's like for adults. <laughs> it, it reads you a bedtime story and it's it's very calming and it makes you kind of fall asleep. It's, it's, and it worked um, because we were, of course, just staying up late talking all night. We couldn't uh, fall asleep. So yeah. it was it was a good resource. So there's a lot of great apps out there that can can give you some of those uh, different uh, needs of yours. Yeah, no, absolutely. There are many, many out there. Some of them are free. Some of them, they cost you some fee. But if you think that's something that can help your mind to calm down and just say bye-bye depression, bye-bye anxiety, Mm -hmm. go for it. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. So also one thing that is really important to make sure you spend time doing it is just like picking up one hobby or any activity that you enjoy doing it and then try to give commitment to it on a weekly, monthly, or even maybe daily basis to doing it. Depends on, you know, how the weather goes. If, if you're into gardening project, never wait for it to be done when you're free. Make sure you do it on a <laughs> weekly basis at least. Yeah. Or if some people are into painting and drawing, maybe singing karaoke songs. It's something that, you know, can give you some peace of mind or playing instruments. That could be another outlet for some people. So again, any sort of hobby that you have, like for you, Sarah, you know, you you love weightlifting. Mm -hmm. And that's great that you try to do it every single morning, waking up and doing it. For me, I love doing hiking with, with the weather situation. Lately, it's been kind of like tough for me to go on the trails. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that snow and storm gets over, yeah, I'm going to be on the trail. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, great. Uh, For me, going on to our next point here, uh, another good avenue is some kind of, you know, board game or, or video games if you're into that. Uh, my husband and I really like board games and we play a lot of games, whether they're virtual, we can do them online with friends that live far, or we have a bunch of our own collection. Uh, video games still are, you know, f- some people might voice their opinion about, you know, graphics of video games and whatnot, but they can be a, a way that a lot of people do unwind positively uh, with their friends or, you know, strategy or something else. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, um, there, that's a very good outlet for some people going just and plugging and then try to connect with, you know, different friends around the world even mm-hmm. um, just try to again take the mind off whatever is going on I guess that's a great outlet um, my other friend also um, I know that they're into it and then they're playing board games or even the video games so that's a great mm-hmm. outlet that's that's great and going to our number 10 mm-hmm. modification and simplification of your busy schedule daily so basically that means having a job that requires you sitting down behind a desk and typing or writing eight hours a day 
make sure you just modify your schedule. Just start working for 10 minutes, do some simple stretches, get up, go and grab some water, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, walk around a little bit, take a few deep breaths, and get back to your chair, and then start typing and writing again. Mm -hmm. Some people love writing so you can have a calendar or just you know a daily notes type of like a booklet and then try to just write down your tasks things to do from the topmost priorities to, uh, to the least or less important and then to just try to write down your thoughts and if you have some disturbing t thoughts that are bogging you throughout your work day just write down those thoughts so Think about it for 5-10 minutes daily. Once you have a solution to it, tell yourself, okay, I'm done. I'm back to my job and the break is over. I'm back to typing and writing again or back to work again. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's a good solution for people who are working, you know, from home or sitting at the desk and then keeping their arms and hands like, you know, in just the same position for hours and hours in typing and writing or just having you know talk or talking on a phone that like constantly eight hours so it's important to pay attention how your body feels like and in order to just reduce the amount of stress to your body physically and emotionally both make sure you take those 10 minutes break da daily mm -hmm. to kind of get rid of, of those bad emotions that definitely helps. Another w next point. Um, I love spas, as Dana knows. <laughs> a Yay! big spa person. I feel like I know how to work hard, but I really know how to relax. And for me, going to like a spa, having a whole me day of just relaxation of the warm, you know, pools of the aromatherapy, maybe getting a massage that can do wonders for me for like months <laughs> like one day oh. like that or half a day uh, and if you don't have the time to you know devote a whole day you know your own bath or your own you know aromatherapy at home those little things help me a lot personally I know they've helped other people too and, and reduced anxiety and whatnot studies have shown uh, but Denna has expertise in this area as there's a research project she did on this so share that with us Denna my program I um, did massage therapy with infants and how to uh, react or bond with their infants so um, we had like a group of five or six students moms with their infants in our group so for our listeners postpartum is just you know due to the hormonal changes that happen after giving birth to a baby moms might go through you know anxiety and depression mm -hmm. which is um, will not gonna last forever and it will be resolved after, you know, the hormones and everything's being, you know, back to normal. So we studied moms who, d they do massages on the, the, ba uh, the bellies of the babies, which is in a different direction. It shows that moms can connect with the babies easier. So if they have any anxiety, their anxiety levels go down. Um, lactation would be easier. They can, uh, you know, breastfeed the baby better. And also babies, due to the massage that they get from, you know, the warm hand of the mom, they can, um, they, you know, get rid of some gas, of course. They can, you know, be fed easier. And then they can even, you know, um, they can drink milk easier. 
And so not only the caregiver or caretaker, which is mom, can bond with the baby easier, also the baby um, can feel it and can, you know, sleep better and then eat better. So that was a pretty like a cute study <laughs> we did. So, um, but definitely doing the massage on the baby can really help them to bond easier and being able to feed the baby easier. Diet and nutrition. Um, Sarah, I guess you agree on this point that this point of the, the diet and nutrition is not our scope of practice as an occupational therapist. But from my individual or personal experience, if I have a stressful or a big day at work, at night time, usually I drink some green tea or the chamomile tea or a calming or bedtime tea. And that can really calm and then relax the body before going to bed. There are foods that can help with the you know diet and then reduce anxiety. If there is any uh, professional want to talk or being our next guest speaker to talk about the mm -hmm. nutrition and its effect on uh, reducing depression and anxiety, most welcome to apply and and you can be our next guest speaker. So we could really um, have you speak on our next episode. Yeah, so, that'd be great. Yeah. So that being said, I guess that's our 12 points of say bye-bye to depression and anxiety or bad mood. So what do you think, Sarah? That sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Some good points so here. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, um, I want our listeners to enjoy and then leave, leave us a comment if you like our podcast and then be able to um, connect with us via our Gmail account. The quote of the day from Roy Bennett, instead of worrying about what you cannot control, shift your energy to what you can create. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sarah. All right. Thank you so much, Jenna. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. I hope you have a great rest of the night. Thanks thank you. All righty. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.